There will be seasons where one gets more attention than the other or needs more attention than the other, but you can have it all in all of those areas. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 514. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I am excited for this episode because it was one that I almost wasn't going to record. And then I went to my Instagram and I asked you guys if you wanted this. And there was like so many people, like so many who voted yes, but also messaged me that they want this. And so that tells me that you guys are like me and you like to nerd out on these things (laughs) because these type of episodes, what I'm about to record, are some of my favorite from people I follow because I just love, um, I love hearing about how people are setting up their lives and trying to fit everything in and especially moms or parents, busy parents. Um, So... This episode is going to be about my, I'm going to, right now I'm calling it life hacks, but I may change the title before it comes out because I don't like the word hack because I don't really believe in a hack, but you guys like that word. So then you'll listen, (laughs) but I don't really believe in hacks. Like I don't think hacks are sustainable. I think habits and strategies, I'd more call this a strategy. Um, So I'm going to call it a strategy in this episode. So these are my personal strategies for right now for just crushing life and really being able to quote have it all and I'm really big on chunking out my life into the you know major categories of business a mom my health and my relationships and so I do that really often and I create habits and goals and plans and trips and all of these things around those those relationships or those parts of my life I'm trying to nurture to make them all 10 out of 10. And I know that sounds like, can you really have that? You can. Now, there will be seasons where one gets more attention than the other or needs more attention than the other, but you can have it all in all of those areas. Um, I follow Cody Sanchez and I just saw the other day, she, she has a saying that's like, civilize the mind make savage the body, something, the business. And I loved it because it's like the symbol of you can have everything, your mind, your health, and, and a really successful business. And anybody who tells you otherwise, is it's they are not disciplined enough. And so they're using that as an excuse because you absolutely can have everything. And everything is your own definition, by the way. So Okay, so right now I'm in a season where I feel like I'm crushing it. (laughs) Like I have dialed in my health, my habits, my relationships, my business, like especially this week, I'm like, oh my gosh, I am doing really well. Now there is that thought in the back of my mind that's like, all right, well, the hard season's coming because it always is. Um, And that's life, you know, you have the ups and the downs, but I am in a high up right now of just feeling like I've got, a lot of momentum in all areas of my life. And so I've been really intentional with that. And I've shared that with you guys over the last several months. And I actually did go through a harder month where I had to make some changes and I had to um, end some relationships and have some hard conversations and face, 
I guess I would call it demons in my own trauma in, in the way that I was responding to things. And I've, I've been working through that. And I would not say I'm at the other side of it because it's still, you know, are we ever not healing? Um, but I'm feeling a lot better. So here are specific things I'm doing. And um, I think you guys will get a lot out of this. So, okay, the first one is huge. This is probably maybe my favorite on the list that I'm going to share with you. And it's not a hack. So that's why it's a strategy. And that is protecting your energy. And let me explain what I mean by this, because I told two people that I was doing this and bringing awareness to this, and it changed the game for them last week. So I know this is really good. As a CEO and as a busy human, you will constantly have people, tasks, things trying to pull you away from whatever it is you're doing and trying to take your energy. What I mean by that, and we all know, it's when you get that email that is not what you wanted to hear and it's going to distract you for the next two hours. It's where you have a text message conversation happening in a group thread that's just not very productive or maybe there's gossip happening or it just it just doesn't feel good it doesn't feel right but you're letting people pull you into that maybe it's the person who called you last minute and you felt like you had to pick up maybe it is you having a commitment that you are about to cancel on because you feel like you can't because of your kids your energy you have to protect fiercely because people will constantly be trying to take it from you, not even on purpose. It's just that's a life, especially as an entrepreneur, you constantly have things thrown at you. And so I had a conversation last week with my right hand on my team and she was feeling overwhelmed and she came to me, you know, feeling overwhelmed. And I said, you know, what's coming up for me is not like a direct answer to your overwhelm of something we could take off your plate or something we need to solve. I said, you know, This is how every day is going to be. Like there is constantly going to be fires you have to put out, things that are happening, tasks you feel behind on, you name it. You that's normal, right? As that she's the head of our entire ads team, you know, that is normal to have that happening. And so instead of waiting for XYZ to be solved, we need to figure out how you can fully function and feel good in this state and not let it affect your energy. And I said, what's coming up for me is that you need to protect your energy. You need to not go straight into Slack and email first thing in the morning. What is your non-negotiables? And I'm actually talking about both personal like habits and, and routine, but I'm also saying if you have a project that you want to work on, do that first, then go into the messages. If you see an email that you know from the subject line that it's not going to be something good or whatever, it's going to be someone saying, I need this, I need this, I need this. You do not owe it to them to reply in the, in the next hour. Like that's ridiculous that we operate that way. And I said, I think you need to protect your energy. I think you need to know what your intentions are going into a day and you need to have walls and boundaries whenever somebody comes in and tries to rob that. And the thing you have to realize, especially in leadership and as an entrepreneur, is people aren't trying to take that from you on purpose. And here's the thing, like I have I have a quite a large team and you know, there are times where even my direct reports come to me and they're like, we need this right now. This is so urgent, we need it right now. And they're getting maybe even frustrated at me because that happens because I haven't gotten it to them yet. To them, it is the most important thing. They need it right now. And, and that is true for them. And it is probably holding them back from something. 
but I have the viewpoint of my whole company. And so recently this happened where I had two team members who I adore and they are amazing and they should come at me and say, we need this right now because we did need it right now and I was delayed with it. And the reality is to them, they needed it. It was, it was a stressful thing for them. They needed it. And so they were coming at me with messages like we really need this. And I could have, at that point, I had two choices. I could have fed into that and fed into the overwhelm and been like, oh my God, I'm just so behind. I can't do this. Like I got overloaded yesterday. I had too many meetings, da, da, da. And I could have fed into that and then like got distracted and gone and done the thing. Or I did what I did and I was like, you know, I understand that's really urgent for them, but I also see the bigger picture that we don't actually need it for a few more days because the thing that was happening that was requiring that was still a few days away. And I knew when I took into the whole account of my whole company that this thing over here was more urgent than what they were asking for. And so what I explained to my direct report last week was you will constantly have people coming to you asking for something that to them is the most important thing. They need the answer. They need the approval. They need the question. They, they need whatever they are asking for. You have to have the boundary and the um, discipline to know what truly is the most urgent. Now, I'm not talking about don't reply to people, obviously, but you constantly are going to have people trying to pull you in different directions or pull your mind somewhere or tell you something and you have to protect that. So for me, what that looks like tactically in my day is if I have a project I need to work on, if I have something that requires deep work um, and I need to get something done, recording podcasts, mapping something out, brainstorming something, you name it, I do that before I look at any notifications. Now I have a little bit more leeway than my direct reports do because they're supposed to run the company while I get to do that. But there was days last week I didn't look at my Slack or my email until 4 p.m. Because I had my priorities straight. I knew that if there was anything urgent, someone would get a hold of me. Um, and I didn't do that. And it left me. And then what I did was like I went in 30 minutes and I caught everything up. And I, I protected my energy. There's another time I've, you know, I'll see an email and I'm like, I know that's going to pull my, my energy somewhere else and I'll purposely shut it down and close it. And so that requires discipline. But as a leader, you have to protect your energy and the way you show up by only allowing yourself to go where you need to go in that moment and being fully present for that moment. Okay. The second strategy that I have for you guys is kind of related to this and that's not starting your day in reactive mode. I cannot harp on this enough because this is so simple to change but yet I would bet most of you do this. Reactive mode means that there's no intention. You're going into your day and you're opening up your email, you're opening up your Slack, you're opening up your Instagram and you're letting all those messages and all those notifications drive what you do and where you go next. And you don't have intentionality, you're not able to be proactive, and you're just reacting. You're reacting to messages you're getting, you're reacting to thoughts you're having, you're reacting to like, oh shoot, I forgot to do this. That is so unproductive and also leaves you in a constantly overwhelmed state. So I will not start my day. I will not look at a single message, social media, email, Slack, you name it, until I have done my morning, which consists of a workout, 
my my healthy breakfast i do 10 minutes of stillness and this week i've been pairing that with my red light therapy and then i plan my day i set an intention for my day and i plan out what i need to do what are my biggest needle movers for the business that day record a podcast approve something work on a webinar whatever it is and then i go and respond to my messages and sometimes like i just said i don't do it till halfway through the day because i know once i get pulled into there it's quick that an hour can go by two hours can go by so i'm going to get my most important things done first and then do that but i will never go into my day ever i really never do and i never slip up on this in reactive mode where i'm all of a sudden in all these notifications and i'm letting those drive my day and so the the power you will have if you don't start your day in reactive mode is so different than going in and reacting to everything thrown your way the third thing is leaning into your strengths and what you love doing I really think that I've done more of this in the last year and tried to really narrow down what I love doing and what makes me feel really happy in my business and excited because I think that's really important for the overall success of your business. Now, disclaimer, if you are a solopreneur with no team and you're just starting out and you haven't made a lot of money yet and you're under six figures, you don't get to do this as much. And I like to be honest with that because as I talk about, you have to earn the right not to hustle. And that usually comes I think closer to the seven figure mark, but at least six figures. So if you're not there yet, you can understand what your strengths are and understand what you love, but you will be pulled in directions of things you don't love doing and what you're maybe not great at because you're trying to and having to do it all at the phase of business that you're in. And that's okay. Everybody's been there. As you get beyond that and into the ability to have a team and hire things out and really design your life and your business exactly how you want it, make sure to think about what you love and what you're naturally good at because that's called in flow. And when you can constantly put yourself in flow, you will grow so fast. Your business will grow so fast because that is leveraging something that already comes natural to you. So I, I know that like my content creation, my trainings, my podcast, I love doing it. And I could get on a training or answer marketing questions for five hours and it would feel like nothing. And I love it. And I'm really good at it. Now I've had, um, you know, recently I've had a team member who was like, hey, I need you to make, this is funny, I'll say this, they'll hear this. They're like, I need you to make a Pinterest board for um, our new website. And at first I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then I came back and I was like, I'm never going to do that. (laughs) Like, I'm just not. I just know myself. I'm like, I need you guys to give me another option. (laughs) Send me some examples. Ask me some other questions. And I'll say yes or no to them. But I'm not going to make a Pinterest board because it's not me. I don't enjoy doing that. Like, I just know that if I commit to that, two weeks will go by. You guys will be waiting for me to make a Pinterest board that will be holding back our project. And I still won't have done it. And so I've learned to not commit to things that I know I will not do because they're so unnatural for me and I will therefore resist them. Now, I've earned the ability to do that because I have a team and I'm able to get my team to support me in breaking things down better to get those answers. Now, number five, um, this is a strategy that I'm doing. I shared this on my Instagram So this is like maybe more health related, but I actually think this could be for anything. I think there's a lot of power in 
focusing on one to two things that you want to get better at and doing it every single day. And I'm calling this greasing the groove. And I'm doing this specifically for fitness, but this could be relate to anything. Like this could relate to, let's say you want to get better at content creation, at teaching, um, at doing you know something related to your marketing and your business. Maybe it is a skill. Maybe it is something related to fitness. For me, I'm really into CrossFit right now. And um, there's a lot of things I want to get better at. There's a lot of lifts that I want to get better at, moves I want to get better at. Like it's something that I actually feel like I'm good, but I'm not really good. Like I'm not athlete level in CrossFit because I haven't done it. I've only been doing it for like three months. So I chose two things, the barbell clean and a pull up. And I'm doing it just a little bit every single day because anything that you want to get better at, it all comes down to repetition. So if you feel like, okay, I really want to get better at creating content, we'll make a video every day. You don't even have to post it, but just make that video every day. This could be a 10, 15 minute commitment. For me, this is in addition to my workouts. So like in addition to my workouts, I'm just doing a small amount, if it's not included in my workouts, of barbell clean pull-ups every single day, well, five days a week to grease the groove to improve because it's just a little bit repetition after repetition there's no way you won't get better doing that so that's my strategy it is absolutely working um and i'm really excited i'm going to focus on this those two specific things for like 30 days but i think you could choose something or maybe it's two or three things but don't overdo it because you got to do it every day or at least five days a week choose top three things one to three things and do them a little bit every day, like 15 minutes, a 15 minute commitment that you could do it every day. And what is that? And then commit to it for 30 days up to 90 days and then change the thing. And what that does is one, it becomes a habit. And then two, you will improve. You absolutely will improve. I've seen people do this with push-ups where they couldn't even do push-ups and then they just did like five every day and they started on their knees. And then all of a sudden, you know, over that 90 day period, they are really amazing at it. So that's something that you can do. Grease the groove. That's the fifth strategy. Number six, choosing your non-negotiables. This is a strategy that I follow um, and I encourage a lot of people to follow because I think as you get really busy um, in your work and you are an entrepreneur, it can be really challenging to accidentally let things slip related to your health or your family or your relationships. And so for me, in all of those categories, I have non-negotiables. And these get done either before I start work or are for after work. And they are everyday non-negotiables. My friend George Bryant teaches a strategy called the ceiling and floor, um, which is basically like you have your ceiling and that's like the best possible day, like the max of what you're doing. But then you have your floor and it's like on your worst day, you can act like do this. So let's say this is uh, your health. And so it's like on my best day, I'm going to get in an hour long workout, like on a day that I'm absolutely crushing it. And I have the time and I was able to do it. I'm going to get an hour long workout. That's my, that's my ceiling. My floor is I'm going to walk outside for five minutes. So that way you're not like, oh, I don't have time for a full workout. And then you don't do nothing. So what are your non-negotiables? And I think those are really good to do before you even start work, in my opinion. Um, But you'll also have some for after. And they really are like outside of 
work because I think for us entrepreneurs, it's really easy to slack off on those things and convince ourselves that when we hire the team member, we get to this revenue level, when we finish this project, when we sell this many things, then we'll do them. But the reality is there's always going to be something. So for me, my non-negotiables are my morning workout, my 10 minutes of stillness in the morning, and and at least one hour of time with my kids. Those are like my three absolute every single day non-negotiables that will happen. And there is not a day that I miss them. And I miss those things. So what are your non-negotiables? And I've also talked to my team about this because what this does is allows them to feel like when things get busy, they are still prioritizing their health and their relationships and they don't start to resent work and resent your business or resent your job because you are letting these things fall. Okay, number seven. This is another strategy I'm doing. This is if you have a team. So if you have a team, even a VA, somebody supporting you, this is really small but will help you so much. So mental load and decision-making fatigue is is really real for entrepreneurs. Like this is, there's a lot of days that I could physically do more, but mentally I'm so taxed. And so when you start to build a team, you have to train them and set the expectations for them that you need them to make it as easy as possible for you to answer questions. So I've been working with all of my direct reports recently of saying, I need you to go at it in the mindset of when you come to me with a question or an idea or something we need to do, I don't want open-ended questions. I don't want like, hey, we need to do this with open loops. I want you to make it as easy as possible for me to answer. A yes or no question or let's say we're trying to solve a bigger problem like how do we increase the number of leads on our list, okay? Well, I need you to bring me ideas and then I can weigh in on and I can contribute but I'm not going to be the one carrying the load of coming up with those things or finding the answers and this takes training and it takes setting a clear expectation for this. And then my team members who have direct reports, I tell them, I need you to you do that with your direct reports so that you can do that for me. But training your team and any type of support that you have, I even do this with my nanny. Like if there's something in my house that needs to get done, I want her to make it as easy as possible for me to answer yes or no with something related to the kids or I don't know, like something, sometimes she helps me with planning the kids' birthday parties. It's like, I don't want an open-ended question. I want it as easy as possible for me to answer. So it's the least amount of mental load and this allows me to do more in a day. All right, that's number seven. My eight strategy, okay, I talked about this a little bit, but this is how I do my planning. And that is breaking your life into categories and having a few goals that then drive weekly action. So I'm kind of a planning nerd, <laughs> like, This is how I have so much. And I don't think that anybody should try to fit into somebody else's planning. Um, I don't think that ever works. Like it has to work for you. But I always have had, like since I was a kid, I've done this where I've had, you know, goals related to my health, related to um, my relationships, related to business as once I had a business, which was like 15 when I had a business. Um, And so I break my life into categories. For me, it's my health. It's my personal development, it's my business, and then it's relationships. Those are my categories. And every month I set goals for those categories. So for my health, it might be like this month, it was increase my training sessions from five to eight a week. Um, It could be like 
reincorporating the sauna was another one I had for my health into my into my weekly habits for my relationships it could be take the kids on one solo date each of them it could be go to this state park in Texas this month Um, so it's also like planning for my personal development it's like bring back audiobooks into my into my day-to-day routine sign up for this course Um, there's a retreat I want to sign up for in Costa Rica like those type of things so I categorize my life and then I set specific goals in each of those categories like three to five in each category main goals every month and then those I look at every week and they drive my actions so if I said okay I want to increase to eight workout sessions a week Well, then when I look at my week, I'm putting exactly when those are happening, exact days based on my calendar when they're happening. Because if you don't plan this way, nothing will actually get done, which that brings me to the next strategy, which is actions are everything like any goal, any accomplishment, anything you want to achieve. I know it sounds so cliche, but you can sit there and plan and dream and visualize all you want. And if you don't tie it to actions, specific actions, and for me, a lot of it comes down to habits, nothing will move forward. And so the most powerful thing you can do when you look at your goals and how you want your life to be is, and this is a a process I follow, I will every month write a future self-statement. So I will write, like I just did this, I will write, it's June 1st and here is how I feel, here is what I'm doing, here is what I've solved, here is a goal I've met and I will write all of that out and I will also oftentimes do what's called the perfect day exercise. If you haven't done it before, it's really powerful where you write out as detailed as you possibly can your version of a perfect average day. So a work day, you know, a weekday, what is happening? You wake up at what time? You do this, you do that, you live in this place, you see this. Like, this is really powerful stuff because what happens is when you define it, then you can go and create it. And I think this is personally different than manifestation, which I'm iffy on. Like, the problem with manifestation is that you have to have actions. <laughs> you cannot just sit there and be like, I hope I get, you know, $100,000 and I'm going to manifest it. And, and I have no issues with that space and manifestation. But when you don't combine things with actions, what it does is tricks you and thinks you're making progress when you're not. And so the only reason people actually create the life of their dreams and accomplish their goals is because they first define what that is through if they're labeling it manifestation of being very specific to what that dream business dream life dream relationship dream health goal is and then you have to tie it with actions like it's not magic you know and so I am huge on actions but also specific actions and so when you define like if you were to sit down and say okay in a month from now like what does my life look like what does my day-to-day look like where am I uncomfortable now or things aren't going how I would like them to go or I'm not showing up how I want to show up in in this relationship or in this area of my life and then what are the actions I'm going to take to actually change that and I cannot like it's so cliche but I cannot emphasize enough consistent daily actions are everything because then it becomes a habit. And when you 
look at my life and how much I fit into a day and, you know, how I show up present for my kids, for my husband, for my friends, um, for myself and my health. And then I'm also able to have a seven figure company that did not happen overnight. That happened by following this process of defining the next level and then taking the actions. And I have, you know, a very driven mindset. So for me, of course, like five CrossFit workouts a week are not enough. Like I got to take it to the next level, but I couldn't take it to the next level if I hadn't first mastered the five CrossFit workouts a week. Or maybe I, you know, have been doing no workouts. And so it's like, okay, it's three, whatever it is, starting with what is your vision and your realistic vision for like, let's just say the next 30 days, because that's achievable be realistic with what is possible within that time you cannot have a miraculous change overnight those small consistent daily actions will get you to the next level and then you can define what the next level is after that what does that look like and then what are the specific actions every week you can take and every single week i pull up a notes app i have it on my notes and i look at it every day of the week and i have goals related to my categories and action their actions And sometimes they're not even goals. Sometimes it's booking a trip for my family. And I'm the friend who's planning everything. Because if if my goal and my priority is meeting up with friends, it will happen. And that actually has been a priority of mine. I want once a week a get together with a girlfriend because I have really slacked with that. Honestly, I don't have a lot of friends because I have not made it a priority. And it is 100% on me for not making it a priority. And I recognized that. And it was like at the bottom of my list. I got to work. I got to do this. And so I wouldn't do meetups. And so in the last month, that has been a priority. But I'm the one coordinating it. I'm the one texting people. I'm the one getting it on the calendar. I'm taking control to make sure that the reality I want to create becomes real. So whether that's your health, your business, your relationships, your personal development, whatever it is, you need to get in the driver's seat and tie actions to that. Okay, so that's 10. And my final strategy, this is a good one because this is not like a hack. And I think this is really, really important. And it it allows you to come from a place of, of tough love and discipline, which I think there is a group and a movement that kind of shits on discipline these days of like, it's okay to not be okay. And, and of course that's true, but like when you come at it from a place of it's okay to not, to not really accomplish your goals and it's okay if you didn't achieve that and you know, you can't hustle and you can't do this. I think as with anything, nothing is black and white. The answer is always in the middle, but don't use that as an excuse to not show up for yourself. If you show up for yourself and you at the end of the day go to bed proud with how you showed up and you did not let, um, you know, addictions and discomfort and things that you knew are not good for you overtake your actions, then you did great. And, And that is personal to everybody what that looks like. But this strategy is identifying and recognizing what season you're in because There will be seasons of growth and seasons of abundance. And then there will be seasons of retreating back and reflecting and not making as much progress. So yes, I do believe that you cannot make, you know, massive progress every single week of your life. 
I think you can be better than you were yesterday. But sometimes that looks like yesterday was a shit show. And for me to be better than I was yesterday, I just need to do this. I need to do this little action. And sometimes it also means, and and even for myself, like we sometimes fall off of who we want to be and and how we want to show up. And that, I'm not going to say that's okay. It's normal. But you, you get to step in action and shift and change that and not sit in like, well, you know, my life is just hard right now. And so it's okay if I don't show up. Like it's never okay if you don't show up for yourself. You, you need to show up for yourself, whatever that looks like. But recognizing what season you're in, I think is important because that gives you the capacity to have grace for yourself while also holding yourself accountable. That's the big thing for me is accountability. I don't like when people use the anti-hustle, anti-push to be better um, as an excuse into why they are not doing something or why they are not um, showing up for themselves health, relationships, business, like don't make excuses because you're only making them for yourself. And that is only ultimately going to hurt you. And I think, you know, one thing that I just posted this the other day that irritates me a lot is when people go like, you're just so lucky. Like you're so lucky. I'll get that sometimes when people like, you're so lucky to have your life and, you know, to be so fit and different comments. Like sometimes I'll, I'll get it a lot about my health and the way that I look, Um, I also will get it in my business and and then my life setup. And the thing is, it's not luck. It is not luck because there are 70% of the time or more times when I don't want to do something and I do it anyways. And my luck is consistent daily actions. And I just know how to take that better than most people because I have insane discipline. I was gifted with that for sure, but it is the answer to my success hands down. The ability to make decisions for the best of my future and myself and my growth consistently and, and kind of like shed the past versions of me that would have done things differently in the past, but I outgrow it constantly is how I'm so successful. And so recognizing what season you're in is, are you in a season of growth where you can push really hard and you have the capacity to push really hard? Are you in a season of, of needing to catch up and kind of retract a little bit and survive maybe. Like maybe you're going through something and you just need to survive. You just need to get through the day. What does that look like? What is your floor? Like we talked about earlier, what is the bare minimum? Don't do nothing. What is the bare minimum for you to show up through this season? What season are you in? And with that, how are you going to show up? We all go through different seasons. Like there are also times where I have to work way more than other times. There's weeks I have to work more than other weeks. There's weeks I get to focus in more on my workouts. There's weeks I get to travel. Life is all about those seasons because if it's not, like that's also really boring, but life's unpredictable. We can't predict when things are thrown our way, but the magic happens in when we can respond well when unforeseen things are thrown our way because they always will be. So those are my hacks for having it all. You guys can have it all. You are in control of your life. You are in control of your actions. And if you take one thing away from this episode, I want you to go through the exercise. It will take you 30 minutes of categorizing your life, writing out your future self. Who are you? How are you showing up as a leader? How are you showing up for yourself and your health and your relationships and your family and your business? Who are you? How do you want to show up? And what are the actions you will take 
to make that happen. Because the simple path to achieving that and having the dream life, which is your definition of a dream life, is defining that reality and then stopping at nothing to make that reality happen. And that's the secret, you guys. That is how I have accomplished everything that I've accomplished is I am relentless in my pursuit to achieving my dreams. It's not ever if, it's when. If I want to be in the CrossFit Games, I will get there. It might take me five years, but I'll do it. I don't know if that's a goal of mine because there are sacrifices that have to come with that level of training. But if I want something, I am relentless. And I've been like that since I was a kid, but it is the secret. Because you can have anything you want. You can accomplish anything you want. That's the beautiful thing. Like our life is ours. This is a game. We write the rules. We create the reality. So if something is not how you want it, change it. Take the action. Do the uncomfortable thing and show up for yourself every day. All right, that's my motivational speech. I love this stuff. I do love this stuff so much. So thank you guys for voting on my Instagram. Overwhelming, like nobody said no, but not only that, it was like so many people said yes that they wanted this episode. I appreciate you. If you got something out of it, as always, send me a message and otherwise I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.